my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely awesome, blessed day today. As always, we're staying busy and steady down here at Health Masters, continually getting our shipments out to you every single day as quickly as we can. And I want to give everybody a heads up first on this show. It's up on the website right now, and I can guarantee you it will only be there for a few days. We found a small batch of HGH Stimulate. We're going through a lot of inventory for the summer, making sure everything is caught up on our inventory and our uh, expiration dates. And we did find a few cases of the HGH Stimulate uh, with various expiration dates that is about to expire. The closest date we found that's to expire is 9 of 2023. So that still gives three months minimum on that product. Some of them are 1023 and another one I think is like 124. But as it's getting closer, we want to move a lot of inventory out this summer. So we got new batches that are making fresh. They're getting made fresh coming in. So I have the best buy date HGH Stimulate on the front page of the website. This stuff is still HGH Stimulate. It's just on sale for over 25% off. And if you guys know, uh, there's not many many times I've ever discounted that product that much because simply it's very expensive to make with the quercetin and the citrulline, but we need to move it out. We need to make room and we need to basically get this stuff out. I'd rather have somebody be able to use it than have it expire and not be able to do anything with it. So it's on sale right now for over 25% off. Just be aware as the product gets closer to its expiration date, sometimes it doesn't mix as well in water. So you have to add a little bit more water to it and stir it appropriately. Still works just the same, still is effective. Everything that we ever have that is manufactured through our laboratories and through our manufacturing facilities, they are pretty much guaranteed to be at full efficacy up to six months past the expiration date. So it's still great, awesome product. It's the one I'm personally using right now. The one I'm currently using in the gym is from 923 because there's no reason for me to be using a new one when I got old stuff that we need to move out. So be sure to check it out. It is for a very short time while supplies last only. So please realize that it's here. When it's gone, it's gone. The sale will be right off the website. Just need to move some stuff around and get some inventory out of the way. So check that out at healthmasters.com, the HGH Stimulate Best Buy date. And also, too, be sure to check out the product of the week. That will be going on sale today as the uh, – looks like the NATO Kinesis. One, which not surprising, that's an incredibly good product, really helps out with blood viscosity, preventing blood clots, and it's part of our spike protein survival kit, if you guys already know, maintaining healthy circulatory health. So be sure to check that out as well. The ashwagandha we have, really, really great formula. That's on sale right now for over 10% off. And the Superfood Complete, again, another very, very short sale on this one for a huge discount on the front page of the website, the Superfood Complete. That will be a very short sale as well so check these out while supplies last jump on the website healthmasters.com if you need anything feel free to give us a call also to in other news this is something interesting that i saw in the uh, down here in florida they've been kind of talking about this and now the cdc is either trying to pump out fear porn or try to use this as an excuse to cover up a lot of people getting sick again they're now saying that a deadly bacteria has been listed as an endemic along the U.S. Gulf Coast. This Burkholderia is now likely lurking in soil and stagnant water across 1,500 miles from Texas to Florida. And people infected with this bacteria can suffer, suffer conditions that trigger pneumonia and septus and can be fatal. 
Now, what's interesting about this, I was doing some research and I found that, you know, down, I think, in Puerto Rico, this bacteria is prevalent on a regular basis all the way back from like the 80s. And essentially what I was reading as well here is they said this disease, this bacteria that causes whatever disease is called the great mimicker because it can look like a lot of different things. They said it's usually underreported and underdiagnosed or underrecognized. And then later on they go to say here, but roughly 12 Americans on average a year catch it, most of which is from foreign travel. They said major underestimates because many cases are misdiagnosed as other conditions. Now, I'm not downplaying this. If somebody contracts this or is exposed to this and they start getting sick, but I do find it rather strange right now. It seems to be almost every single month we have another article come out talking about how, oh, if you take too many naps, you're at risk of having a heart attack. Oh, going outside and basically pulling weeds increases your chance of having a stroke. Playing too many of video games is leading to strokes and heart attacks. Constantly now they're putting out articles every single month about some new thing that they're finding that is leading to all these cases. And now they're saying this bacteria that's in the soil. So don't go walk around in the dirt. Don't go ground. Don't go near water. Don't go anywhere because there's this bacteria that's lurking that may infect you and may kill you. Again, not downplaying this specific bacteria they're referencing to, but it makes me wonder if there's something else going on in people's bodies simply don't have the immune system to fight them off now because of certain things they've been injected with. I don't know. Or they're trying to use this bacteria case as a cover for other problems that are going on. I don't know. Just thought I would throw that out there to be aware of and uh, do your own research. Let me know what you guys think on this. Also, too, in other news, this is something, another reason why I say every single day that you have to be cautious of what your children are being exposed to. Connecticut apparently knows no bounds in the level of moronic perversion that they're continually trying to force feed to young children as young as third grade now. But Breitbart put an article out as parents are outraged after young students at a Connecticut elementary school, emphasis on elementary, (laughs) early grades, elementary, were shown a video featuring children talking about gender identity for Pride Month. The video was shown to students in third, fourth, and fifth grade at Wells Road Intermediate School in Granby, Connecticut. Parents told the local news outlet the school never informed them or even asked them about this video that they were shown on this gender identity. They said the first children gets up there and discusses his preferred pronouns and goes by Jasper and the pronouns of they and them. And he said that pride means nobody can tell you what to do. I quote, I'm going to reread that again. They said in the video that pride means, and I quote, nobody can tell you what to do. Now, is it just me? Or does that sound like they're intentionally not only trying to pump perversion into these children, but they're also trying to instill seeds of rebellious behavior in them? That nobody can tell me I can't be a girl. If I want to be a manatee or I want to be a cat, I can be whatever I want to be. Nobody can tell me what I can be. Pride cometh before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. There's nothing in the Bible that ever referenced to people being prideful as something positive, ever. Now, is there aspects of being proud of your family, proud of your country, being a proud American? Absolutely. Those things are completely fine. But saying that I have pride and nobody can tell me what to do, uh uh-uh. That ain't going there, guys. That ain't cutting it. 
but this is exactly what they're pushing in this agenda to continue to instill more unethical, unmoral perversion into these young children to take it a step further. I'm not even going to go into you about what they said in this video. I'm not going to stop. You got, I'll link the article. You can read it. But one of the most disturbing facts is that one of the mothers that was interviewed by the news said that her son was given a non-gender identity conforming puberty kit, which included all types of different things, including panty liners and maxi pads. These were handed out to any children that requested them, male or female. Now, I don't know about you. I don't understand the concept of where these people are going with this, but it doesn't matter what a boy thinks if he has gender dysphoria, where his perversion is going because of what he's been instilled in. Boys cannot, will not, ever, ever under any circumstances have menstrual cycles. It doesn't even matter if a grown man decides he wants to get things cut off on his body and pretend he's a female and just extrapolate on his gender dysphoria. He is never going to have a menstrual cycle. So the very fact that you have a school that's allegedly teaching education and science to elementary school kids and they're handing them these kits and showing them these videos, outrageous at the highest level, numerous parents have already pulled their children out of the school. Good riddance. I hope everybody blasts this on social media and makes it viral, including my customers and listeners right now. Everybody needs to know what these schools are doing. And this is why I've said before, lest you think they're going after the children, they're now having pride, transgender identity videos in elementary school handing the children non-gender conforming puberty kits out to boys alike with panty liners and maxi pads lest you don't think they're going after the kids i prove my point once again with this so continue my friends protect the children as long as they can this isn't an accident they're going after elementary it's not they know these children and the fatal brainwave state are extremely vulnerable to propaganda. They know that these children are extremely impressionable. They know that they can go in. If they start teaching these young children perversion at a very young age, they will know nothing else as they get older, as that is the only thing that has been a staple pushed into their brain for years and years and years. This is why when you read Joshua and you read other parts of the Old Testament, and a lot of Christians, I've said this before, I'm going to reiterate this again, a lot of Christians had a very difficult time I've talked to understanding some of the passages in the Old Testament, like with Joshua, and it discusses how when you go into the city, you put everything under the sword. Every man, every woman, every child, every ox, every goat, every sheep, everything goes under the sword. And Christians are like, golly, it doesn't sound like a loving God. It's because they were no longer children of God Almighty. They were children of Lucifer because of what they had been steeped in. A lot of these children were raised up in sacrificial rituals. A lot of these children knew nothing and would know nothing other than that, and their DNA was contaminated. That is why God said that back in the Old Testament. What they did back then, they're trying to mimic and copy again now. There's no justifiable reason in a school system that is designed to allegedly educate children on math, on English, on science, is showing children these videos and handing them these kits in elementary school without parental consent for the only reason you would be doing this is for the sheer fact you want to pervert and manipulate these children for the rest of their life, period. No other question. So again, people ask you what your conviction is. 
You let them know where your stance is. You let them know what you're going to go along with, and you let them know how far you're going to allow the charade to go on. While some people still currently, even in the Christian community, are continually being silent while the young children are being manipulated with propaganda and nobody even wants to address it, and including in a lot of the churches because, hey, we don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. It's Pride Month. You can't say anything about it this month. It's not Pride Month. It's Moron Month. It's gender dysphoria month that people want to go in and try to proclaim that they're proud of being some pervert. There's nothing about being proud. Where's where's Christian month? Hmm? Where's, where's 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 my my proud Christian month? Oh, I, I can't can't you can't do that. You could never have that in the school system at all because you're talking about religion, Austin. You can't bring that up. So you can't talk about Christians. You can't talk about the Bible. You can't talk about Jesus. But you can talk about gender perversion and gender dysphoria as being a good thing. No, not okay in my book. Continue to get the truth out there, my friends, on a regular basis and call it out when you see it. That is absolutely crucial right now because the only thing that is needed for evil men to succeed is for good men to stand by and do nothing. And that's what we're watching now in some cases here in the United States. But I know a lot of our listeners, I'm a health master's family and all my friends, we've all taken a stand on a lot of this stuff. That's why we've been so proactive in our communities and with our kids. I encourage you to do the same. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> well, everybody already knows what I think. It's, it's <laughs> right. It's not like I've been silent on this. Uh, you know, again, I'm going I'm to say this and I'm going to be just real blunt about it. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't really care what gay people do as far as the privacy of their own home. Don't, it's not, it's not, it has nothing to do with me. But it, it didn't stay there. And I about about 10 years ago, I remember I was real lenient on all this. I never really addressed these issues. And I remember I was on with Doug Hagman one night, and he was just absolutely going off on it. This is 10 years ago. And I just said, uh, well, Doug, I really don't care what they do as long as they don't offend me or my family or children or whatever. It's just whatever they want to do. And I remember he said something to this equivalent. He said, it's not going to stay where they're not going to offend everybody. They're coming after all of us, and they're going to try to force their ideology on us. And I thought, well, when that happens, I'll stand against it and I'll be publicly vocal about it, which is, I've done now for about eight years. And I remember Mancow said the same thing to me. He said that he said he doesn't care what they do, but they don't want you to not care what they do. They want you to endorse what they do, and they want you to basically embrace what they do and promote what they do. And so he stood against that. And, of course, he's not on radio anymore either. He was taken off the show in Chicago, and Mancow's a good friend of mine. He's the same one who told me that you could talk about – you know. The Republicans or the Democrats, as long as you went against one of them and you basically, uh, you know, or, you know, you were a figure that polarized either to the left or to the right, they'd leave you on radio. But if you get on the middle and criticize both parties, they're going to take you off. He's the same one back in after 2001 with 9-11 had Donald Rumsfeld on his show when Mankind was syndicated like 350 stations and asked Donald Rumsfeld about Building 7, why it was never being addressed with the Solomon Building coming down six, eight hours later. And, of course, Donald Rumsfeld denied knowing anything about Building 7, which is stupid, which is a total lie. And uh, then, of course, right after that, Mankow, you know, syndication was cut. Now, he denies that's the reason why, but I personally think that's why. And But that's my opinion. You know, Mankow has a different opinion on that as far as why he was cut and taken off, you know, all these different stations he was on. But, you know, you ask a person like Donald Rumsfeld, you know, what happened, you know, with Building 7, and you basically make a national thing about that. Which And, and it's not, the irony of this is – I still talk to people, Austin, about Building 7, and they look at me with a blank look on their face. They have that thousand-mile stare, like, what are you talking about? There was no other building that came down. The Solomon Building was a 50-story office complex, which held the headquarters of the FBI, 
had the physical evidence stored there for the Enron disaster that happened just prior to this 9-11 disaster. It was also all the information that was being held with ha- what happened with the $2.3 trillion that was being lost to the Pentagon, which was disclosed the day before 9-11. And the area of the Pentagon that was hit had all the records of the $2.3 trillion that were basically missing from the Pentagon. I mean, how do you lose $2.3 trillion? That's massive fraud on a scale that's unimaginable. Of course, that was never brought to justice either. And the, the Pentagon routinely loses billions and trillions of dollars. I mean, it's not something they did done once. And then the, we have this pride stuff that's just basically pushing these young children into perversion. Let me give you some scripture on this. This is Luke 17, 2. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. And Jesus is talking about taking these children and perverting them. And I, I think it's really important, this. And then also we got another verse here. It says, one day some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. And then Jesus called for the little children and said to the disciples, let the children come to me. Don't stop them. For the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these little children. I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter they're in. Now, why in the world would he say that? Why would he say that you could not enter this kingdom? And that's Luke 18, 15 through 17. But the reality is this. You know, little children, because they're in that state, a brainwave state, they receive the gospel message at a very, very young age, and they believe it. And they know who Jesus is at a very young age, and that's ingrained into their brain, and their brain and train from that. And they realize that there is a God, there is Jesus, there is a world outside of the world that we live in, known as another dimension, known as heaven. There's also a world from we don't know, and it's known as hell, where bad things happen. And they understand those things at a very, very young age, and they're taught those things. The world and the educational system doesn't want to teach them that. And that's why the Bible was taken out of the school back in the 60s. And that's why this perversion is now being taught in the school system, because it was like Hitler said, you know, give me the generation of the youth. And Stalin said the same thing. And I will change the country and they will become what I want them to be because the country will be trained that way. Because once you entrain somebody in a state of brainwave state, when they're very, very young, since they don't have an off switch, they believe everything you tell them. And then when you try to tell them when they're 30 years old, hey, look, you can't be a woman. You can't menstruate. You, you don't need a tampon. You don't need a cotex. Uh, you can't have babies. They say that's not true. That's not true. I, I was taught that when I was six years old, and it's true that you can, I can be a boy or a girl or whatever I want to be right now, and you cause more problems with the society. And again, this is being done because of what's happened with the kill shot. They knew 20 years ago they were going to release this shot that was going to attack the ovaries and the testicles. They knew that these children were not going to experience proper sexual secondary differentiation, that they're going to have a lot of gays, a lot of transgenders, and they knew they had to find some type of societal way to accept it all. That's why this is being forced on us. You haven't seen anything yet with this shot being added into the shot schedule with children to go to the public school systems. You know, at the age of one or two or three or four or five, these children are going to be permanently changed and altered and never go through proper progression from puberty and never have proper secondary sexual characteristics develop. This is all part of the depopulation agenda and the agenda from the Sabbath day and Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan sect. I have written for decades about this ultra-Zionism, Sabbatean cult that started in 1666 that is planning on taking over the mosque area in Jerusalem and rebuilding Solomon's temple on that site to bring in the Antichrist. It's been going on. This, this whole process has been going on for hundreds of years to do this. This is what political Zionism was all about. This is what the Masonic lodges have been pushing. This is what Kabbalists have been pushing. All of this stuff is happening. But the vast majority of the people out there don't want to hear about any of that. And the Christians are the worst. Yeah, I just, I just said that, didn't I? The world doesn't really care. 
but the Christians will stand against you and fight you on this because you're saying something against Israel, you know, because they've been programmed from political Zionism through the Schofield Reference Bible and what Samuel Untermeyer did to basically believe that anything that you say against Israel is going to curse you, and, you're stand, and basically you're standing against God and his chosen people. Well, you got to read the book of Deuteronomy, and I've done this repeatedly when Moses is talking to God and God's talking to Moses, and God says to Moses, hey, look, when you leave – and you basically pass this generation on, uh, they're going to go ahead and go back to the foreign idols. They're going to start worshiping these things, and I'm going to turn my face from them. He already did that. He did that thousands of years ago. They had their chance. They blew it. And now because of political Zionism, because the Satanists basically have taken over the planet and run the planet through the fallen angels, which we've talked about repeatedly, they want to rebuild that third temple so they can bring their God out on the temple steps and declare him God. The Bible says that in the book of Thessalonians. So all of this stuff I've covered on the show repeatedly, and I don't like talking about it all the time, but that's the point of what's going on right now in Connecticut. That's why I'm bringing it back to the current day affair here with Connecticut, and they're giving little boys tampons to take home. Well, what are they supposed to do with a tampon? Where's that going to be inserted? It's so stupid. I mean they don't have menstrual cycles, and they're doing this to confuse these young children. That's why I read you the Bible and what Jesus said about it. Now, just going to move on to another story that Austin already covered, too, with this bacteria stuff. Guys, you got to be really careful with bacterial infections. you got to be careful with antibiotics. you got to be careful with bacterial infections. you got to be careful with using uh, alcohol to wipe your hands down all the time because you'll breed a super bacteria on your hands, which you can then touch your face and then get an infection on your face. Uh, be careful not to pick your face. Be careful not to have open sores. Uh, there's, you, if you have to, you can do antibiotics, but make sure you go on a really good acidophilus cycle. We've got a good 350 billion acidophilus product that's phenomenal. You can do that after you've been on antibiotics, but try not to do the antibiotics. You can use colloidal silver. Heck, you can use uh, Manuka honey. It works really well. It's been used for thousands of years as an antibiotic. It works very, very, very well. Um, you can even use you know, bentonite clay to pack wounds in. There's all kinds of different things that you can do from a natural health standpoint to basically heal yourself and draw poisons back out of the body. But don't allow a bacterial infection to get out of hand. That's really important because Austin's right. It can lead to septus. Now, there are not a lot of people from this bacteria that's out there that's basically they're dying in the United States, but they're going to be more and more and more people because of the downregulation of the immune system from what they've done with this crazy COVID shot and how they had to downregulate the immune system to force the body to produce spike proteins. Now, one other thing i gotta, I got to share with you. This is really important. A lot more people – because of shedding or because of vaccines or because of, you know, bad diet or because of the aluminum toxicity associated with the, you know, using aluminum foil and cooking in aluminum pots and pans or Teflon association or whatever the whole thing is. Or drinking water that has fluoride in it and aluminum in it, which they combine together. They put alum in the water with the fluoride to make it clear and pretty and, you know, nice. And people drink that tap water and they're putting aluminum and fluoride into their bodies at the same time, which causes a massive increase in senile dementia. And we're seeing more and more people being diagnosed with brain disorders. And I need to address this this morning. And, you know, and the magnesium brain food, I, I take a tablespoon of that every single day. That actually goes, it's magnesium theonate is what it is. And what it does, it has actually been shown to go through the blood-brain barrier and pull heavy metals back out of the brain. It's one of our top-selling products. I use a full tablespoon of that every day. I actually like the way it tastes. You can mix that with the total rest. It tastes like Kool-Aid. And it's a phenomenal, phenomenal product. And, you know, magnesium is so important because it helps to pull that magnesium theonate because it helps pull those heavy metals back out. In addition to that, regular magnesium is important because it's antagonistic to calcium buildup. When you take too many calcium products or too many calcium things like milk or dairy into your diet when you're an adult or you're taking inorganic calcium, you're drinking mineralized water, which, by the way, you should never do because of the calcium carbonate. 
what ends up happening, that stuff builds up in the soft tissue. And that magnesium, the best we are magnesium glycinate with malate, it has a, it's, it's antagonistic to that. And what it does, it prevents that buildup of that calcium in those arteries and in those joints. So magnesium is way more important than taking a calcium supplement. You shouldn't even take calcium supplements unless you're at a high risk, you know, of, you know, of osteoporotic problems and fractures. And if you're doing that, you should be basically staying away from all kinds of drinks and sodas that have, that have calcium carbonate in them and also have acid in them. The acidity of sodas is extremely bad. It's bad, bad, bad. And you could basically take the rust off a nail by dropping it into the soda. If you leave it in there long enough, it'll actually dissolve the entire nail. Well, what the heck? What do you think it's going to do to your bones? And so stay away from these drinks that have these low pHs. It's really important. But don't add this mineralized water back into your diet that has high pH because when you do that, what ends up happening is you get into a situation that the mineralized water contains loads of calcium carbonate too, and that's going to build up in your arteries. So be very careful. That's why we recommend you get a distiller from us. So we have that. I've been using distilled water now for almost 40 years, and it makes a huge difference in your health. And I've got a video online, and I've mentioned this before, and I mentioned again, of me opening up my distiller and pulling the calcium carbonate out of it and breaking it and showing you what causes hardening of the arteries. And that also massively increases the risk of senile dementia because you're cutting the blood flow off to those arterioles inside of the brain, which allow the blood and the oxygen to get to the brain. And that's the problem with the aluminum in the chemtrails and the barium in the chemtrails. It goes right through the oil faction system and get deposited in the brain. That's why you have to be actively involved with taking that stuff back out of your system because you're not going to run around with a double can respirator mask, you know, try not to breathe outside air. You're not going to do that. It's going to be to the point of you know, suffocating yourself. So we're going to have to we have to breathe the air they're spraying with the chemtrails or geoengineering or whatever you want to call it. But we don't have to leave that stuff in our system. We've got to get it back out. That's why I use the magnesium brain food like I do. By the way, I love that. I love that stuff. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, there's a few other articles I want to talk about, too. Louisiana has, you know, has now come in and passed a law stating these young children cannot be given, you know, changes as far as their sex for minors. And they have a veto-proof majority on that, so the, the governor can't come back in and change it. The Louisiana Senate passed HB 648 in a 29-10 to vote on Monday. The bill bans puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones in surgery for minors. The bill is expected to be vetoed by Governor John Bell Edwards. I don't know why he would do that. I guess he's controlled by the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan's sect. However, the HB 648 has passed with a veto-proof majority of both legislative chambers. The Senate requires 26 votes in favor to override a veto, and the House requires 70 votes to override the veto. And, uh, and they've received 71 in the House chamber. By author, Bill author, Louisiana Congressman Cabe Furman said in a statement to the post-millennial, thanks to the bipartisan support of the Louisiana State Senate, we were one step closer to protecting children in Louisiana from the experimental chemical and surgical sex change procedures, he continued. H.R. 648 has passed both chambers of the state legislature with veto-proof majorities where the people of Louisiana have made it clear that our children are worth fighting for. Now, I like that. I like the way he said that. Our children are worth fighting for. Very, very important that we fight for our children every single day of our life. It's it's critical. Daily Mail has come out with a study now or saying says talking about JP Morgan and it says, Does no one at JP Morgan have a conscience? Three of Jeffrey Epstein's victims write scathing letters pleading to the bank executives to admit they knew about the pedophile's abuse. I don't know why they think JP Morgan's gonna to admit to this. JP Morgan is steeped in the synagogue of Satan. You know, why they think J.P. Morgan's going to talk about this open about for liability lawsuit, I have no idea. Three of Jeffrey Epstein's victims have penned scathing letters asking J.P. Morgan brass to admit they knew about the pedophile's pattern of abuse. The news comes as, as the bank faces two lawsuits 
alleging that it played a part in the late financiers, financiers now well-known for Virgin Island-based sex trafficking network. Filed by Isles Brass and lawyers representing Epstein victims, the suit contends the bank knew about Epstein's behavior for years and even aided in his exploits. Wow. The evidence brought by both parties was enough to sway the judge to rule the cases could go forward. And in the March, the firm was ordered to hand over any records involving CEO Jamie Dimon, good friends of Epstein, by the way, and ex-executive exes James Staley in the process. The pair, former close friends of Epstein, who helped us the power at the height of Epstein's crimes, have since waged war against one another. With Diamond 67 assisting Stanley 66, concealed information about Epstein's account from the bank. When questioned last week over the bank's relationship with a sex trafficker and if he recalled receiving any letters from Epstein survivors, Diamond, under oath, insisted he did not before being confronted with an emotional letter from a woman who was 16 when she became entangled in the sex trafficker's web. Now, I'm not going to go any further on this, on the, on the this because I, you guys have heard me talk about it before, but here's the question that I have for all of you. And it's a question that nobody wants to address. There were over a thousand victims of Jeffrey Epstein as far as the – this went on for decades with him with these sex, sexual escapades with these young girls. It wasn't like something happened for six weeks. This was, this was decades. There were over a thousand girls involved. A few dozen have come forward. What happened to the rest of them? Were they sex trafficked to other countries? Were they sacrificially sacrificed? Is that, is that what happened to them? Was there an altar on his temple that he had out there on, on Little St. James Island? I mean, was there an underground burial chamber? Was it an underground torture chamber? I mean, why did he have a dentist chair, a dentist chair in his shower in his Manhattan, you know, you know, penthouse, a dentist chair? What kind of sick stuff were they doing in the dentist chair in the bathroom? But they had to have an area where they could flush it with water and run it down the drain. I don't know. I'm just asking these questions. And why can't we as American citizens see the list of the people who basically were compromised, including our Congress? Our leaders, our Senate, and our judges, every once in a while, they'll give you a little thing around the edge, and they'll give you some Hollywood celebrities who hung out with Epstein who were basically involved with all of this stuff, including Bill Clinton, which he's been the sacrificial goat for many years now. I guess Hillary decided to throw him under the bus many decades ago, but nothing ever happens to any of these people. But if we know that we have found people in our government that have been compromised from sexual liaisons with minors and they've been blackmailed, why can't we at least know who they are? And why can't they be told they need to basically resign from their positions of power before they are exposed if they're given that opportunity? But don't you think we should have the right to know who they are and so we could not vote for them again? But I'll, I'll say one thing about this. A lot of these guys are so powerful with their organizations, so powerful with their constituents. Even if the people in those areas found out that they had been involved with Epstein, they would still put them back into power because of the uh, – how should I say – the, the ability of those individuals to get more and more money for their districts on an ongoing basis and have more and more government handouts for the people. They would still have the ability to basically retain power in office. How sad that is is unbelievable to me, but it's just the truth. I mean, look at Cortez. She's an absolute big mouth that never shuts her mouth, is absolutely ignorant, but yet she still retains power and gets reelected repeatedly because the powers that be want her there, and they don't allow the people that come against her to get any type of political traction by not allowing them to be on the news and not allowing them to be interviewed. It happens all of the time, and this whole thing is just nuts. In fact, Newt Gingrich came in and did another video now. He's saying it's Skull and Bones that's running the country, and Skull and Bones is involved in it. I'm not going to say that they're not because so many of the presidents of the United States have been involved in Skull and Bones, another satanic organization, which they put you in a crypt to make you tell your deepest, deepest, darkest satanic secrets and put you in a doggone 
I'm not going to go there. They, 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 these guys get involved in all kinds of perversion and all kinds of perverse acts, uh, you know, where they get just initiated into this organization. But all of this stuff is based in this Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan rhetoric and the, and, and the entities that run the world through the, fallen, through the fallen angels, which we have basically talked about repeatedly, you know, in angel wars. And what, here's another good article. It says, what the central banks giveth as they taketh away, a wave of corporate defaults are on the horizon. This is an article by uh, Gold. It says the U.S. government is about to exacerbate the problem with the debt ceiling out of the way. The U.S. Treasury will have to go on a borrowing binge in order to replenish the cash reserves it spent while the government was up against the borrowing limit. When the debt ceiling is done, the threat of U.S. government default is off the table. The inevitable consequence of the central bank monetary policy, and it was entirely predictable. Deutsche Bank strategists Jim Reed and Steve Caprio say the corporate defaults will become more normal as we enter into a default cycle thanks to higher interest rates and a growing number of over-leveraged companies. Our cycle indicators signal a default wave is imminent. The tightest Fed and ECB policy in 15 years is colliding with a high leverage built upon stretched margins, and tactically our U.S. credit cycle gauge is producing its highest non-pandemic warning signal to investors since before the great financial crisis back in 2008. Deutsche Bank study projects defaults for U.S. high-yield debt will peak at around 9% in late 2024. That's a lot, by the way, 9%. For comparison, the high-yield debt default rate was a mere 0.5% in 2021 and 1.3% in 2022. The study predicts that the looming recession will create significant pain in the world's credit market, similar to the dot-com bust. So, again, when they tighten up the M1 money supply and they don't allow people to borrow money to run their corporations, what ends up happening is – you have a massive contraction of the economies, and they have to basically call in debt, call in loans, and they default on stuff. And so you see it when you don't have the ability to have borrowed credit, which most of these big corporations run on at a reasonable rate. What is, ends up happening, their cash flow doesn't work. It simply doesn't work because all of these guys are running everything based upon debt. And uh, it's not a good way of doing it. It's simply not a good way of doing anything when you run everything on a debt-based system. It's like living on a credit card, and, and it's sad when that actually happens. It really, 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 really is. Uh, you know, uh, again, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, people really need to be doing stuff from a neurological standpoint because there's a really good article here that McCullough wrote. He goes, neurological devastation against after COVID-19 vaccination or against COVID-19, basically spike protein being shedded to other people. And he goes on to detail talking about Barbara Orlando receives her second dose of Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. The next day, she's severe. she had a severe headache, nausea, vomiting, and ultimately required neurological evacuation of a large blood clot from her brain. And it, it never ends. And this is what they're saying now happened to Jamie Foxx. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. They could be doing all kinds of things with Jamie Foxx trying to get him back to normal again. But they say he's blind and he's basically done. So uh, will we get a basically a clone of Jamie Foxx? You say, well, that sounds bizarre. Yeah, we have that technology. Or will we get a body double of Jamie Foxx? Or will Jamie Foxx simply have somebody do an AI electronic generation of him talking, which is very easy to do. They got him on so much videotape, they can easily mimic him and have an AI fake video. I mean, Vladimir Putin basically had a fake one come out of him a couple of days ago. They can do it so perfectly that you won't know any difference, and Jamie Foxx will look as though he's perfect. And he'll say, oh, by the way, I've had enough of Hollywood, I've had enough of all of it. I'm retiring into obscurity now. Everybody leave me alone. I'm going to be with my family. Uh, go away. Goodbye. Done. And that'll be the end of it. And no one will ever talk about what happened to Jamie Foxx because he apparently was able to come out and have this video done, which would be a total fake. But this uh, – a third of her brain, this lady who had this problem, was filled with blood, and she suffered from a hemorrhagic stroke. 
In addition, Ingram played a clip of Ordelio, another lady, and her husband last Christmas, excitedly cooking and celebrating their holiday. And she asked if she could do that same kind of work at this point. So all of this stuff with these strokes that are happening to these people who took the vaccine is bad. And again, how many people have been basically infected with this stuff because of the shedding? I'm asking that question because I don't know. You know, and how, how real is the shedding? It's very, very real. I've got a good friend of mine who's an attorney, is an attorney in Tallahassee, and she was in an office that everybody was vaccinated, and they shed on her, and she was deathly ill and had to go on her vitamin C and IVs and was sick for months from this and still has not recovered 100% with her health. So the, the viral shedding is very, really, very real. We see that with the measles vaccine all the time. You'll have a group of people get the measles vaccine, and suddenly other people around them contract the measles from viral shedding. They didn't get the injection, but they get the vaccine. They get the, they get the measles from the people that are vaccinated. So viral shedding is very, very, very real. Uh, by the way, yesterday I was driving here in Auburndale, and I have a good friend of mine, Van Green, was with me. He's my workout partner, and uh, he took me to a place that he didn't know what it was, and it's called SunTrax. And I, and, I, and, I was, and, I was, and I was really kind of interested about this because we drove up to this place. It's this huge complex. It covers hundreds and hundreds of acres. And as I was coming up to it, there's a giant test track that had already been built. And this is in my hometown. This is like five miles from me. And I, I, I thought, what the heck is this? What it is, it's a new track for self-driving cars sponsored by Elon Musk and Tesla. And so when we drove up to this place. Uh, you could tell they were still building and finishing it extremely. You could tell it's hundreds of millions of dollars to build this monstrous facility with all the warehousing and the tracks. Apparently, what they're going to do, they're going to run cars on this track, four or five abreast, and they're going to continue to work on AI to allow the cars to be completely controlled as self-driving vehicles without running into each other as they teach the AI the algorithms that are needed in order to maintain proper traffic flow. Because in San Francisco now where they have these cars that are running around by themselves, there are all kinds of traffic problems and accidents being caused by them, and they realize it won't work. And so I pull up to the security guard guy at the gate. By the way, there's a security guard and you know gates and barbed wire and all the rest of it. And, uh, and I start talking to him. He immediately left his post inside of the barn, inside of, out of the security shack that he was in and walked out to apparently look inside of our vehicle because that's what he did. And it was, it was interesting to me because we started asking him questions and he's fully armed, multiple magazines with him. And uh, we were talking to him and I asked him what kind of gun he was carrying. He was carrying a nine millimeter Glock. And so he kind of calmed down. But the reality was, I, I, he, told, he, said, well, he said, you could not proceed any further than this. And I said, well, yeah, I can. The gates are open. And I said, but you'll be chasing me with your gun. He started laughing. He goes, well, that's true. I said, I know it's true. But that's the security they're putting in there. And somebody asked me yesterday why they have that type of security at a facility like that. When they're dealing with AI and they're dealing with advanced electronics and they're dealing with advanced algorithms, the proprietary information there is, 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 is astounding and exceedingly valuable. And they don't want people coming in there and trying to copy what they're doing and trying to steal it from a corporate standpoint, nor do they want people knowing what they're doing. This thing is hush-hush. It's, uh, it's off a road, you know, off of, off of Berkeley. And, I mean, there's no signs to it, but they put a huge four-lane highway to it and then basically a huge entry to it. And they have spent extensive amounts of money along with a giant test track that runs around it, which has been completed. So all of this stuff was known to us here in Polk County back in 2019, but it was not widely made known to the public. They released a news story to it online, but the vast majority of people in Polk County have no idea this is going on right down the street from us, which now I'm aware of that. So that's really nice to know that they're doing that. And someone asked me, well, why would they build it in Polk County? Polk County is a transit county. 
you know, you've got major highways. You've got 60, Highway 60. You've got Highway 27. You've got I-4. You have three major highways that run through right through the middle of our county used for distribution. And a lot of people don't realize this. The Polk County is a central hub of warehousing in Florida. It's one of the largest warehouse counties in the state because of all the distribution nodes that are here. And apparently Tesla decided to go ahead and put their test track here. So, again, Elon Musk is a boy that's been founded and funded by the CIA, by the Sabbath Day Kabbalist Luciferians. I'm not saying he's all bad, but I am saying this. Who funded him and how did he get all this money? How's he the second richest man in the world? And how in the world is he continuing to do what he did, including buying Twitter you know, and basically have that approved and spend $40 billion on that? Because remember, the hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars that have been sent on setting up an infrastructure for electric cars to be charged was not paid for by Elon Musk. It was paid for by the federal government, our tax dollars, the 5G network of towers and 6G networks of towers that were put up during the Trump administration during COVID. We see things pop up overnight. We didn't even know where they were being put up. That was paid for, again, by the federal government through infrastructure. They have to have all of the 5G, 6G in place to tie everybody into a control grid. Austin talked about this at length yesterday. And that's what they want. Everything needs an IP address. Everything needs to be controlled. Everything needs to be over. You know, look at the vehicles now. The other day, I had my cruise control was on automatic with distance following and all that on my Chevy Tahoe. And it was funny because all of a sudden, my Tahoe hits its brakes. It just slows down because I changed lanes to go around somebody on the right. And somebody in the middle lane was too close. And I thought to myself, well, that's, that's a nuisance. That's dangerous. And I turned it off. But the reality is, is that this is what the AI is going to do. You know, OnStar has already connected us to everybody. And you can't even turn that wretched mess off in a, in a truck. You, you, and now we're going to have AI connected in the OnStar. They've already got black boxes in these doggone vehicles that can tell you exactly how fast you were going. The other day, my insurance company called me up and said, we can give you a discount if you allow us to connect to your black box in your vehicle. And so it can tell us and monitor your driving patterns so they let us know what you're doing. And my response was, absolutely not. Don't ever ask me that question again. It's none of your business how I drive. But they want to do that because that way they can regulate your driving pattern and send you a little text, by the way. This is State Farm. If you don't slow down, we're going to raise your rates. You know, I also talked about that yesterday, about how they're going to give you better rates if you're driving an EV car versus a gas car or a diesel car. Why do you think that they fined Volkswagen $20 billion for their diesel technology you know, 10 years ago? Because they wanted to let everybody know that diesel technology was going to be on the way out and everybody's going to be in a smart city, in a smart grid, being controlled by AI. That's what they're doing here. Now, I gave you a lot of information in a really quick format there, but that's what, they, that's what this is. That's what that thing was yesterday with that Tesla test track. It's all about connecting us into a hive mind. Remember Klaus Schwab said that. He said that everybody's going to get brain chips. This is, I'm paraphrasing what he said, and that everybody's going to be connected into the Internet. Their brains are going to be connected to the Internet. That way they can do exactly what they did in Genesis chapter 6 where everybody's thought will be evil all the time as it was in the days of Noah. Again, shall it be upon the returning of the Son of Man is what Jesus said. So all of this stuff is coming to fruition. Somebody asked me the other day, how much time do you think we have left before the Antichrist appears? I said, well, that kind of depends on the, when the third temple is built. But Christians are running around you know, craziness trying to fund the third temple build, trying to get their own Antichrist to come out to cause the end days to occur because they've been taught about you know, the post about the rapture, et cetera, et cetera, and they want to get to heaven as quick as they can, and they're actually aiding the Antichrist in what he's doing. It's sad. It's ridiculous. We should be standing against all of that stuff and not funding any of that stuff and making it known, making a proclamation out here why we shouldn't be acting like that. 
But Christians are the worst sometimes when it comes to doing things they shouldn't ought to do because they get programmed so easily, and then their pastors program them. I and if you start talking about political Zionism or mentioning Israel, you're quickly banned from different organizations and different churches because you could, they're considering you to be a troublemaker. Just let you know that too. That'll happen to you too if you start doing a lot of that. But the reality is, is that we are in the end times. I think 30 years is about where we have at the max before the Antichrist pops up. I mean, I asked Mancow the other day, he said, Ted, you're extremely optimistic. He thinks, he thinks the next few years it's going to happen. I just don't know how quickly they can rebuild that third temple. It's going to take a couple of years to put that together. And they have to deal with that mosque and all the rest of it, getting rid of it. So all of this stuff is happening as we speak. So if you're not empowered by what's going on, if you're not empowered by the Most High God, if you don't realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and that we need to stand in the gap for God and for Christ and for Christians and for the people that don't know the truth and realize that you know we need to be promoting the gospel of Jesus Christ because he is the only hope that we have. If you don't see that, then you're not reading the same stuff that I'm reading. And we have to be empowered by this and realize that we have to put on the full armor of God every single day and stand our ground. It's like Austin says, tell your friends about this show. Tell your friends about shows that you like that are telling the truth. Tell your friends about the fact that they've got to stand their ground for Jesus every day of their life. They need to pray in public out loud at the restaurant so people know that there's still some Christians left. You know, I know Van and I had lunch together yesterday, and you know, he prayed at the restaurant out loud. I loved it. And I thought to myself, wow, I didn't have to pray out loud. Van did it. I loved this. He's a pastor also. The reality is this. We've got to learn to stand our ground for everything. Our health, the food that we eat, what they're doing with these vaccines, what they're doing against Jesus, what they're doing against these children. All of us have to be vocal on an ongoing basis and realize that with God plus one, it's a majority. It doesn't matter how many other people are against you. Never confuse the will of God with the will of the majority. It means nothing. You've got to stand with what the word of God says because he is the author. He is the finisher. He is the perfecter of our faith, and he's the only hope we have, and he's the only one who can protect you. Without Christ, it is impossible, period, and that's what we have to understand, and that's why when you listen to shows, if they're not promoting the blood of Jesus and who he is, you need to really evaluate who's paying the bills of these, of these shows. When they bring Kabbalist people on to interview them, you've got to ask yourself a question, who's paying the bills? When it's all about fear porn, you got to ask yourself who's paying the bills. That's why you and me, Austin, and I have not gone into the detail about Putin and all the rest of the stuff in Ukraine. We let it go because it, it doesn't mean anything. We don't know if a dam got busted over there. We have no idea if that even happened. We don't know what they're doing over there. But you notice it's all fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. And every time they need another story, they break into the fear porn again. I've gone too long. I love you guys. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. And uh, Austin, go ahead. What's your next story, bud? Well, well said. I mean, it's not even just with the Ukraine and Putin and Russia. It's the fact that you can't even ask any questions about what's going on over there, or else you're a Russian sympathizer. That's right. Neo-Nazi racist skinhead. I'm like, dude, I'm just asking you what is going on over there. Oh, you can't ask that. You can't ask that. Well, why? Because you have to give more money. Give more money to who? Oh, you can't ask that either. You can't even ask where the money's going. I saw an article here earlier, just I mean, just to kind of make even more humor of that. You know me, I'm always a very big firearms-related individual. I like a lot of firearms. I'm, I, there's all types of different guns as far as they're out there that I always like. And uh, Belgium now is investigating the NATO-donated weapons being used by Russian paramilitaries now. They went on to say that there's these Anti-Putin fighters, but also Russian paramilitaries have been described as Russian citizens and paramilitary organizations have all been pictured now operating SCAR assault rifles. Now, do you guys know what the SCAR is? That is a Belgium-made uh, machine gun 
the true one, uh, that is made by Fabrique National FN out of Belgium. It comes in a 5.56 caliber and 7.6251. Incredible firearm. I've shot multiple of them before. It's got a square bolt on it. If you guys know anything about that, it's almost impossible to jam the gun. Really cool once they're broken in. you got to break them in really well, but they're a great weapon. Well, what's interesting about this is now these Russian paramilitaries are being seen running around with scars everywhere. And so what they're asking is now, Belgium's asking, why in the world are we seeing Russians running around with our Belgian scars that we approved at an arms shipment of $90 million to Ukraine in January, which included an enormous portion of 5.56 and 308 SCAR machine guns, along with many other Belgian firearms and ammunition. Why are the Russians running around with our weapons? And uh, I, again, it's humorous to me because this whole thing is just theater. It's constant theater. Where are the guns going? Who not knows? Where are the javelin missiles going? We not know where. We just send them into a black hole over somewhere and somebody gets them. But hey, hey, listen. If you have a plastic brace on the back of your semi-automatic AR-15, oh, that's it, felony. Fel- go directly to jail. No, 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 you don't get to ask questions. It's a felony. You got a plastic piece on the back of your AR. That's a felony in the United States. But why, why, why are the Belgians' military scar platforms being sent to Russia? You can't ask that. Why are the AT-4 rocket launchers that we sent over to Ukraine, why are we seeing uh, the a Mexican cartel running around with AT-4 tank buster rocket launchers? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's erroneous. Erroneous on every level. You had a plastic piece on the back of your semi-automatic AR-15, sir. That's a felony because, well, well, we changed our mind. We said it's a felony now. And by the way, watch out for those shoestrings on the trigger, too. You got to be careful of those because we might deem your shoestrings a trigger. And uh, that's that's a machine gun now. Oh, and that, that plastic bump fire stock, you know, we went back and said that's a, that's a machine gun now, too, because, well, that's science. This is the lunacy that we're watching. This is why it is so important to understand what your rights are under the Constitution. And also the fact is keep your mouth shut if you get in a situation and somebody starts asking you questions about stuff, especially if they're with any of these alphabet agencies. I can't reiterate that anymore. I've told you guys this repeatedly. My brother is an attorney. He has told me probably 80 to 90 percent of the cases that he has dealt with, he could probably get the people off and even get stuff completely withdrawn or expunged or basically dismissed if they didn't run their mouth and admit everything that the cop on body cam footage. So again, be very cautious about who you're talking to and what information you're putting out there because clearly we have two completely separate types of legal systems now. We have what they've pushed on the American population through the globalist banker agenda that has been a completely and totally misconstrued, misused version of what was under the republic. They've manipulated now. And then we've got the other rules for thee but not for me global entities that are running stuff all across the country, including one of the largest arms trafficking or deals we've ever witnessed in history through Ukraine right now. Just thought I would run that out there. Also, too, in other news, this is funny. Speaking of <laughs> funny stuff that's going on, Tucker Carlson did his first episode of his two 10-minute news show, Tucker, on Twitter. Now, a lot of people were asking why he didn't bring more answers up to some of the questions he brought up. Well, he did bring some very interesting questions up, and I think he did it to kind of throw it out there and kind of see how his audience is starting to red pill. He first went on to talk about the aspect of what was going on with uh, with with um, 
Zelensky in Ukraine, the reason why I'm tying all this in, because I already know a lot of this is theater, but now even Tucker Carlson is making a joke out of all of it. And he said, and I quote, he called Zelensky a sweaty rat-like comedian turned oligarch who's a persecutor of Christians and a friend of BlackRock, and why are we giving him money? He goes, but don't believe your own eyes. Ask Mr. Zelensky. Oh, he, he's, he's a great guy. He's totally good. He's literally a saint. He can do no wrong. We just need to keep giving him money. It, he's being sarcastic. And he said, why is it that you have people that are shilling for the war on CNN, Nikki Haley, but they're not even asking questions like, what happened to the hundreds of billions of dollars we sent to Ukraine? Who actually organized those BLM riots three years ago? What exactly was behind 9-11? How did Jeffrey Epstein make his money? How did he die or did he? How about JFK? He goes, not only are the media not interested in any of these questions, they're actively hostile to anyone who even asked them. In journalism, curiosity is now the greatest crime. And he went on to talk about some of the stuff that got reported now with the UFO and how they're basically going into detail with that. And so I hope he extrapolates on some of these questions that he asked on the show, and he's not just doing it you know, to basically get headlines. And he actually starts doing a real true red pill show on here that he's not restricted to say anything on because he's on Twitter now, so he shouldn't get a lot of flack. But I thought it was funny when he started talking about Zelensky and how basically he's a rat-like comedian turned oligarch, but he's a persecutor of Christians and a friend of BlackRock. I got to give him kudos. That was a pretty straightforward line. You can't make it much more clear-cut than that as far as what we're watching over there. And uh, it's kind of ironic. So at least he had some humor that he threw in there to kind of lighten the mood on a lot of this current stuff that's going on right now. Also, too, this is interesting. This is another reason why it's really important that we continue to keep raising little Americans because, quite frankly, this shows you right here the state of the current younger generation that we're watching now. There was a survey that was done by Cato Institute, and it was very disturbing because nearly one-third of the Generation Z said they're just fine with government-installed cameras in every household under the guise of reducing domestic violence and other legal activity. I kid you not. This is the question, and I quote. Cato Institute, would you favor or oppose the government installing surveillance cameras in every household to reduce domestic violence, abuse, or any illegal activity? Gen Zers, who are aged basically 17 to 29, 29% in the survey said they were in favor of that. 29%? Almost a third of the Gen Z that they questioned in this survey said they were okay with government-installed surveillance cameras in your house. Excuse me. Are you joking me right now? I got a bone to pick with a lot of them who actually said that. You actually think that's okay? And then I got even madder when I watched this report because they said 20% of millennials aged 30 to 44, which I unfortunately fall into that category. However, I do not identify as a millennial. I identify as Austin Brower. I'm not getting put in any type of these nonsensical categories. 20%. 20%, Dad. Now, ironically, wisdom appears to kick in really good. 45 and older, it was like less than 5% said, yes, okay, I'm okay with that. I mean, okay, oh, no, duh, okay. And so this is kind of the current state we're in right now where, I mean, you got almost a third of Gen Z said they think it's okay to have government-installed surveillance cameras in your house, and you wonder why a republic falls. It's usually not from an invading army. It's from within, and we're currently watching that right now as we go right along. And like Dad said earlier, that's why a lot of these kids 
don't vote anybody out. That's why they keep voting people like Cortez in because they continue to go along with the socialistic approach that's continually being spoon-fed to them under that little carrot. And this is what they've done now with a lot of these uh, these Gen Zs and millennials. They put this little carrot in front of them, and the carrot is student loan forgiveness. Oh, hey, give me another term. I'm fighting for you. I'm fighting for you guys. I'm going to get it dropped. I'm going to get student loan forgiveness. And the problem is a lot of these kids, and this is partially their parents' fault, they were never taught about money management. And they went in and they wrote up $100,000 in loans. Their parents never taught them about signature loans, never taught them that there's certain things you get in trouble with. There's certain things you're, you're not buying an asset. You're not even buying a depreciating liability like a car. You're just getting a signature loan for a degree. And they go get these degrees in stupid topics like underwater basket weaving for $100,000 and then wonder why nobody wants to hire them. And now they want student loan forgiveness. Make sure you're teaching your children about finances. Teach them how to save. Teach them how to invest. Teach them what things cost and teach them the value of a dollar, or at least what the value of a dollar once was. Appreciate you, my friends. Thank you so much for being with us today on the show, and I thank you for forwarding the show and getting out to everyone. Be, make sure you sign up for the free weekly newsletter. We send a link right to your email every day so you can click the link and re- watch the show and the news articles. Super easy. Be sure to check out the website if you need anything. Also, take advantage of the HGH Stimulate if you love that product like I do. Use it every day. Really great for workouts. Best Buy date sale, 25% off. Will not be on the website very long. I can promise you that right now. Maybe a day or two uh, with the inventory that we have in. So be sure to take advantage of that. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.